Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast, where we dive deeper into what makes us human and what causes us to thrive. I'm Lacey Delane, and I am so happy to have you with me today. It is episode 52. We are talking about autonomy and narcissism and a little bit about my move to Spain. I'm going to share really openly uh, and vulnerably with you today uh, about my personal journey and where I am. Sonia is not with us. Um, She will be soon and she's uh, going through some challenging circumstances at this point that keeps her from being available to record. So um, we do miss her and we totally want to send all of our love and all the best to her um, in this process that she's in Um, and we look forward to having her back. I am actually really excited because um, I'm As you all know, I'm moving to Spain and my schedule is going to be very different as far as my work hours are concerned. So I'm going to have a lot more time to focus on the podcast. Um, And so that's really, really exciting. And I've had some really good brainstorms um, when it comes to potential ways to work and do episodes um, in Sonia's absence. And I think um, you guys are going to really enjoy it. I think that um, I'm going to really enjoy it, to be honest. Uh, there's a couple of different options that we have. Um, we had a really good response from the episode we did with Richard um, on Civilized to Death. So I think we'll have him come in for a couple episodes here and there. We might continue our discussion on uh, Civilized to Death or discuss some other philosophy-themed items with him. Um, I've got some interview guests lined up for once I get settled in Spain. So we'll do some, like we used to do on the old Rethinking Humanity interviews, we'll do some interviews. And if you guys like this format, maybe I'll do some episodes where I just come to you, um, chat with you about where I'm at with my travels, and also share a little bit of from. So that's kind of the plan today. Um... So, uh, I'll start by saying that I did one of these on Thursday. Today is Saturday. Um, and I did one of these on Thursday to drop on Friday like we normally do. And when I click the button to upload it here on Substack, <laughs> it said something went wrong. And I was like, no, it was 30 minutes. I, I think it went really good. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to redo it. Um, So I'm bummed about that. But um, just so you know, um, I did have something else prepared and that didn't work out, which is totally fine. Stuff like that happens in life. Um, So sorry for the late um, arrival of the episode. Um, But I did want to communicate to you guys, tell you what's going on with me and let you know what's going to be happening with the episode, with the podcast for the next couple weeks, most likely. Um, and that is that, um, I don't know that I will be able to record in the next couple weeks. Um, in the first two weeks of October, I think it's safe to assume that I may not be able to drop an episode. And so I don't want you guys to be alarmed or worried that, you know, something's happening or we're not going to keep doing the podcast. It's been really important to me to keep, uh, be as consistent as possible with the podcast since we've launched on Substack, but um, 
as you could imagine, moving your life across the world takes a lot of effort and energy. And um, I haven't had as much time to put towards this as I have would, you know, normally. So, um, yes, so the, the goal is to um, inform you all that the, um, the first two weeks of October are likely, I'm not going to be able to post something. Um, but once I get settled in Spain, um, it'll be a lot easier for me um, to do that. So just to give you an idea of what's going on with me right now, I'm sitting in the corner of my room and the last piece of furniture that's left, other than my bed in the room, there is a rack of clothes on the left-hand side of the room that are all clothes that I was hoping to sell um, at like a, you know, sidewalk sale or a yard sale or something like that. Um, and I haven't done that yet. So part of my process of all this packing and getting ready to go has been what things am I taking with me? What things am I giving away? What things do I want to sell? And the clothing is part of that process. Um, so that's, that's that. And so is all the other stuff, by the way, uh, George Carlin does a very hilarious bit about how much stuff we have in America. And I told this to my dad yesterday, whenever they came to pick up some stuff, I'm going to store at his place. I was like, no matter how much shit you don't have, you have a lot of shit because I don't even have, my apartment is not even 800 square feet <laughs> and I'm, I have a roommate. So my portion of it is, is, you know, it's not even that big and I still have a lot of shit. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a process. It's definitely some work to go through your stuff and decide what do you want to keep? What do you want to give away? What do you want to sell? So underneath the clothing rack, um, is a bag full of items like I'm seeing a foam roller, some, um, some punching, uh, what are these things called? The gloves that you wear to do kickboxing, a water bottle, some paintings, and there's a bunch of other stuff, some digital, like a CD player and a Bluetooth mess, a Bluetooth speaker, some, um, lighting for YouTube. I mean, I just, this is all the stuff that I've been thinking about, um, lately. So, and then I have two extra large suitcases open on my bed right now, uh, in which I am packing everything that I will take with me for my life going forward in Spain. Um, so yes, I'm moving to Spain and I'm taking the only thing I'm taking with me, the only thing that I will have left over really to my name, um, are what's going into those suitcases and my one carry on. <laughs> so it's a big change guys. It's a big change. And I've been super busy thinking about trying to sell my car, trying to sell furniture, trying to sort through what clothes to keep and what clothes to give away or sell or take with me. Um, what else has been on my list of things to do? Bills, um, un unhooking, un disconnecting from, you know, Georgia Power and my cell phone and figuring out how we're going to do that in Spain, canceling insurance, canceling internet service, um, catching up with family members, going to get a COVID test. I need to get my vax card, planning to uh, 
figure out about selling my car, finishing up with work. I was helping the family that I was working with find a new nanny, train the new nanny. It's been crazy. We've had to buy our travel to get to Europe. We're actually flying out. Today's Saturday. We're flying out on Tuesday. We're flying to... Um, we're flying to... London, Heathrow. We're spending the night. And then we're flying the next day to Spain. So... Getting all that arranged is a job in itself. Doing all the work that it takes to get the visas together, which was a multiple month long process between June and September. Last week we flew to Miami to pick up our visas, which is like the culmination of it all. So it's a lot, man. I, I, if any of you have heard our other episodes recently, you know that it takes a lot of patience and I'm very thankful and excited um, about the opportunity uh, to go and to do this. So we're uh, zero regrets, but just trying to give you an idea of what's all's been going on in my world um, and what all will be going on in my world. We still need to find a place to live in the town that we're going to be in, which is a town um, about 30 minutes south of Sevilla, but it's in the prov uh, province of Cadiz. Um, so we need to get our transportation to that town and we still need to get our apartment there so still some work to do on that thinking about that um, connecting with the folks from the school that I'll be working at connecting with other folks who are doing the same program um, so just just a lot going on and I will say that I am super tired <laughs> as you could imagine and I don't feel like this is going super great, definitely if I compare it to what I did before <laughs> on Thursday. But anyway, let me also give you a little timeline. Um, and then that'll give you some ideas of where um, where I'm going to be in the next little while. And then um, also where when what you can know I'll be doing whenever, you know, you would be expecting an, an episode. So today is Saturday. Um, we fly out at like 7.15 a.m. on Tuesday, but since it's an international flight, we need to be at the airport three hours ahead of time, so we'll be there at, we need to be there at 4 a.m., <laughs> um, and then we lay over in, at JFK, and then we land in London at 10.30 p.m. local time. We'll spend the night, uh, in London and get up the next morning, fly to Madrid that would be on Wednesday the 28th and once we get to Madrid we're going to jump on a train and take a train from Madrid to Sevilla and we're staying in Sevilla um, that night uh, the 28th <clears throat> and then the 29th we'll go to our new home the, uh, the Pueblo that will be our new home so we're we got a busy week ahead <coughs> super excited about it and then, yeah, once we get settled, I will be much in a much better space to be more consistent, be as consistent, obviously, as we have been in the past, and maybe even more episodes um, once we once we get there. So that's kind of the week ahead, and um, just want you to ask want to ask you to have patience with me and with us as we are going through a little bit of a 
busy period and an unexpected time in some ways with Sonia not being able to record with us. Um, that being the case, um, I'm not worried. Actually, I'm very excited about continuing the podcast and where we're headed. So stay with us. If you have not seen us on Substack yet, check us out. It's www.rethinkinghumanity.us. That connects you straight to our Rethinking Humanity Substack platform, which we like to say is um, a subscription-based online podcast community where you can read our blog posts and where you can listen to our episodes. And those of you who are paid subscribers, you have access to all the content. There are certain posts which are blog posts or audio posts that are only for paid subscribers. And then there are posts and episodes, obviously, that are accessible on Substack that are for free subscribers. Shout out to all of our free subscribers. Shout out to all of our paid subscribers. I do think we've had um, several new paid subscribers and free subscribers recently, but I don't have that information in front of me right now. So you know who you are. I'll get you, I'll call you out and shout you out on another episode. Um, but thank you. So if you're listening to us on um, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, really want to encourage you to check us out on the Substack. It's a really cool community. There's a lot of other people on this um, platform that have blogs and podcasts, and it's really easy to follow. Um, they have a uh, Substack reader app on iPhone. I'm really excited for them to get one on Android because I want to, um, you know, participate. Uh, Christopher Ryan's on here. There's uh, Scott Santons, for those of you who are familiar with Yang, and Basic Income is on here. So there's uh, definitely a lot of other people to pay attention to. Also, we have some blogs. I've also posted some uh, pictures of my paintings, which I will do more once we get settled in Spain. Um, so yeah, I just want to invite you to come check us out at www.rethinkinghumanity.us. Um, when you get to that page, there's a pop-up. And it's a picture of me and Sonia chatting. Um, and it invites you to leave your email address and decide what tier of support or what, how you want to subscribe. If you want to do a free subscription or if you want to do a paid subscription. If you want to just kind of skip that part, there's a little button at the bottom underneath where you would type in your email address that says, let me read it first. You can click that and then you can see all of our past episodes um, and all of our past posts. You can also click on the title that's beside our picture and you can read a summary of who we are as a podcast um, in that post. And I'm Sonia and I wrote that together. I'm really proud of it. So check it out. All right. Um, I am going to read to you just a little bit on autonomy, narcissism, um, well, here's what I have. I have a book that I love. It's my latest From book that I really love. And it's called The Essential From. It's edited by a guy by the name of Rainier Funk, um, who started a whole collective, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's a collection of From's writings, um, which is accessible online. But he's edited a lot of Fromm's work and archived a lot of Fromm's work. So he edited this. And this book is just um, actually, it's 
categorized. It's in by category, but it's a lot of um, like just different quotes of Frome taken from different speeches or interviews or books that he's written. So um, I like it because it's, you know, kind of short in some ways, but it's a great way to pull um, some short content and kind of have a springboard for a conversation. So I wanted to share this with you. Um, this is from page 85 of the essential from, I'm going to read this section to you and make some connections through it just to give you a little, uh, drip, a little from drip. You need a little from drip in this episode. That's probably going to be shorter than normal. Um, but wanted to give you guys a heads up that, um, don't be alarmed if you don't see an episode in the next little bit. Um, just let you know what's going on with me and give you a little bit of content to enjoy. So this is from on narcissism and it's, you know, narcissism as a compensation of selflessness versus productive self-experience. That may sound like what, what, but this is mostly about narcissism. Super interesting. So he says to feel a sense of self, a sense of identity is a necessity for every human being. We would become insane if we had no such sense of self. But this sense of identity differs according to the social structure of the culture in which we live. In a primitive society where the individual has not yet emerged as an individual, the feeling of I can be described in terms of I is we, which I would say, this is me talking here, is likely how many of the hunter-gatherer societies lived which Chris Ryan mentions in his book. This is from again. My sense of identity exists in terms of my being identified with the group. As man proceeds in the process of evolution and emerges as an individual, his sense of identity exists in terms of my being identified with the, with the group. He is as separate. He, at, he, as a separate individual, must be able to feel I. There's a great deal of misunderstanding about this sense of self, there are some psychologists who believe that the sense of self is nothing but a reflection of the social role that is ascribed to him, nothing but the response to expectations others have about him. Although it is true that, empirically speaking, this is the kind of self most people in our society experience, it is nevertheless a pathological phenomenon, meaning it's sick. It's a pathological thing. It's not healthy. The result of which is deep insecurity and anxiety and a compulsion to conform. So when we are, you know, being the self that the, the society forces us to be, that's a sick thing for a human being. And it causes a lot of insecurity and anxiety and a lot of compulsion to conform. One can overcome this anxiety and compulsive comfort conformism only by developing the sense of self that I've been discussing before, where I experience myself creatively as the originator of my acts. So I'm going to read that again because I think this is really impactful. The way to overcome this anxiety and compulsive conformism is by developing a sense of self where you to experience yourself creatively as the originator of your acts. I will tell you that 
me being able to experience myself as the originator of my acts creatively, as he's mentioning here, this is a huge part of my decision to move to Spain. Because in the society that we live in, we are so controlled by external circumstances. We get up to an alarm whenever we have to because we have to go to work. These are things that might seem familiar and normal and natural to you, and therefore you may think that that's you making that decision, but that's actually not you making that decision. That's you responding to a requirement that's placed upon you from a society. I learned during the lockdown of 2020 when I was unemployed um, for about a year and a half and sick from COVID about what it actually feels like to experience myself creatively as the originator of my acts because I didn't have anything I had to do. I didn't have a job. I was sick and it was horrible at first. It was terrible. It was scary. It was uncomfortable. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if I was valuable without my job, without having a job. I didn't think I was because that's what the, you know, the bill of sale that we receive as a citizen in Western culture of like, you're nobody unless you have a job. But as time went on, I started to appreciate and value the reality that every single day I got to choose what I wanted to do that day and what I was going to do that day, not based on something outside of me telling me I needed to do A, B, C, or D, but based on me. My body got to tell me what time I was going to wake up in the morning and get out of the bed. An intrinsic inside of me told me, okay, I'm going to go for a walk now. Okay, I'm going to cook myself some food now. Okay, I'm going to talk to another human right now. So having the experience of that impacted me so much that I said to myself when I said, okay, it's time for me to go to work again. I'm not going to work more than 30 hours a week because I want to have time to develop as a, my, as a human, as an individual, myself. I want to paint. I want to read. I want to write. I want to draw. I want to journal. I want to grow. I want to interact with people. I want to work out. I want to move my body. I want to do these things that are wonderful and, and just basically an essential part of being human. So I said to myself, I'm only going to work 30 hours a week. When I went back to work, I started working 30 hours a week as a nanny. And I still came to the same place of like, this is still not the amount of autonomy that I want and need. And, and reading from obviously has brought me to this place of realizing how important autonomy is and how, we, how much we don't have it. So I said to myself, I need to go somewhere where the lifestyle is different, that the emphasis on work is not as much, and where I can have more autonomy. And that is a, is a huge part of my decision to go to Spain. Once I found the program and I knew it was 12 hours of work a week, um, I was like, okay, this is, this is totally it. So... Um, he goes on to talk about narcissism. So I'm going to finish, finish reading this part. So he says, um, where I experience myself creatively as the originator of my acts. This, however, does not mean that 
mean at all that I become egocentric or narcissistic. On the contrary, I can experience myself as I only in the process of my relatedness to others or to refer to our main topic on the basis of a creative attitude. Okay, and let's see. If I am isolated and unrelated, I am so full of anxiety that I cannot possibly have a sense of identity and of self. What I experience in this case is rather a sense of proprietorship over my own person. I feel then my home is my castle, my property is me, all that I possess, including my knowledge, my body, my memory, this constitutes me. This is not an experience of self in the sense described above, namely the self as an agent of creative experience. This is an experience. This is an experience of self based on a sense of holding on to my person as a thing, as a possession. The person with this kind of attitude is in reality a prisoner of himself shut in and necessarily frightened and unhappy. Basically, he's saying without any autonomy, you are a prisoner. You are full of anxiety um, because you don't have, you don't have a sense of self that is an agent of creative experience. In order to acquire a genuine sense of self, he has to break out of his person. He has to give up his holding on to himself as a thing and begin to experience himself only in the process of creative response. Paradoxically enough, if he can experience himself in this process, he loses himself. He transcends the boundaries of his own person and at the very moment when he feels, I am, he also feels, I am you. I am one with the whole world. So connecting with humanity. I do feel like moving abroad um, is a way of giving up holding on to myself as a thing um, and beginning to experience myself in the process of the creative response um, that he mentions. So I actually was mistaken. He's not really talking too much about narcissism there. <clears throat> But here's the part about narcissism. He says, actually, the narcissistic person is simply not capable of conceiving the world emotionally in its own reality over there. If he didn't, he would be insane. But he does not perceive it emotionally. He perceives it intellectually. I stress this point because um, in regard to narcissism, as Freud uses term, there is confusion. Narcissism is quite different from egotistic, egotism and vanity. The truly narcissistic person doesn't give a damn what you think about him because there is no doubt that what he thinks about himself is real and that every word he says is just wonderful. And if you meet a really narcissistic person and if he comes into a room and says, good morning, and then he feels, isn't that wonderful? He is just there and says, good morning. It's something beautiful for him. The result of narcissism is the distortion of objectiveness and judgment because for the narcissistic person, it's all about their individual experience. Fromm says, that is good, which is mine, and that is bad, which is not mine. So basically, narcissism distorts the reality of a, like a, an objective reality. And it's all about the narcissistic person's perception of things. The second result is the lack of love because obviously I do not love anybody outside if I am only concerned with myself. 
So another result is, Frome goes on, another result is that if narcissism is disappointed within a person, then you have two reactions. One is anxious depression and one is rage. I wonder if any of you have ever experienced someone who's narcissistic, who's raging or who has raged. I know I have and it's very unpleasant. And I definitely see what he's saying here about rage being a result of narcissism and um, you know it, it being something to be aware of and uh, to see as a connection to the narcissism. So I want to read the part where he just says about the rage. Let's see. In regard to the reaction of rage, if you hurt the narcissistic person's feelings, you find a great deal of rage. Totally, totally on board with that. As far as my experience, I've been around few, a few narcissistic people and if you hurt their feelings, they can't take responsibility for any part of their, any of their own part of it. It's all about raging against you. If you have had any experience with that, I'd love to see, uh, to hear about it in the comments under this episode on our Substack. Let me know what was your experience like? What did the person rage? Did they rage? Did they end up being more disappointed and depressed or did they rage? And, and how was that experience for you? Um, whether that rage is conscious or not depends mainly on the social position. If the person has power, then probably his rage will not, will be quite conscious. If you have power over him, he will not dare to have a conscious rage and you will find a depressed person. Hmm. But maybe once, if the situation changes, you will find a rage rather than oppression, than a depression. That is from the pathology of normalcy, page 115 to 117. Very, very interesting um, here on narcissism, autonomy, um, the differences between, you know, living free and living unfree, um, and narcissistic rage. It's definitely a thing. I've experienced it in my life. Um, it's not pleasant and it definitely is a root of when this, the narcissistic person is, uh, disappointed or has their feelings hurt. So that is from on narcissism and a little bit of how Frome's writings really have inspired my life decisions, um, particularly this decision to move to Spain. So really appreciate you guys being with me. Really appreciate your patience as we go through a little bit of um, a busy period and a little bit of um, less episodes as than normal, but we are not going anywhere um, and we're really excited about where we're headed um, after this point. So appreciate you guys very much. Um, definitely look forward to sharing more with you about my journey in Spain and um, obviously sharing more from content and other relevant content. Thank you so much um, to our paid subscribers. Super appreciate your support. You keep us going and um, really appreciate you. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy any episode, I invite you to share that episode out with a friend that will help us grow. Share this episode out with a friend. And um, yeah, and that'll help us keep growing. With that being said, we uh, want to wish you a great day. I want to wish you a great day. And we want to thank you for being here with us on the Rethinking Humanity podcast. We'll see you next time.